Blog Talk Radio. You're not responsible. It was wrong. Reach out to me. We'll connect you. I will never see, speak, or hear from Aaron Smith Levin for the rest of my life. I've been raised since the age of four to follow orders, do as I was told, or risk losing everything. If we speak out, that's the only way they're going to get the strength to have the courage to do the same. What the hell? Someone has to escape get out of a religion. I'm so shocked by the evil. This is pure evil at work. The only people that knew what he did to me was him and the ethics officer at Liberty Center. My only intention was I just wanted him to fix that and get help because the same person doesn't do what he did to me. me. I went to the church as I was told. I did I did what they told me. They should have helped him, right? Because they didn't. It sort of enabled him to go and, and do it again. The voice you're hearing is the voice of Chrissy Bixler from a phone call she had with Jenny Wyman, friend and publicist for Danny Masterson in Scientology. Uh, also a Scientologist, I believe. And this is a an ongoing case. Well, it's waiting to be decided to go to trial by the by the DA Jackie Lacey in LA. And it's important to note that Danny hasn't been charged yet, and he's not guilty of anything until proven guilty. That's the law, how the law works. But I will be speaking in a way that would suggest that I believe he's guilty, and that's just my belief. So I'm entitled to that, and that's how I'm going to go with this. And uh, that conversation with Jenny Wyman, kind of reminiscent of what you might have heard on the Huffington Post, an audio that was released of Jenny Wyman speaking with victim B, as we, you may know, there were several accusers of these crimes uh, by Danny Masterson. And victim B brought up Chrissy Bixler. You might remember Jenny Wyman's response was, well, that doesn't count. They were dating. There's no story there. There's nothing there. Very dismissively. And... Jenny brought that up, too, in this conversation with Chrissy, and this is how Chrissy responded pretty definitively. Not much room for argument here. It's pretty pretty straightforward here. Listen to this. Even if you're in a relationship with someone, if you're unconscious and the person has sex with you, that's rape. Let's just be clear about that. He admitted to me that he had sex with me while I was unconscious. I mean, it doesn't get any clearer than that. Today, I'll be talking to another one of his accusers. This being something that's pending possible charges, we didn't want to say too much or give too much of the case or damage the case too much by saying too much. So everything we talk about today, everything you hear today will be based on public record, uh, nothing that you can't find elsewhere. And there'll be uh, more air for the interview that I have to say about this. But one of the things that comes up is the harassment that these ladies have faced since coming forward. And, and they didn't even – you know, willingly or uh, on their own come forward to say, hey, my name is and this is what happened to me, not to the public. Uh, that was something that was done, my understanding, to them by Danny's people and, and leaked leaked in that manner. So, so we only have these two names, really. And we have, I think, four or five accusers, if I'm not mistaken, that we know of, that we are aware of. Every case, every description I have heard in Chrissy's own voice, I will not play it here. 
what happened. I've heard in Bobette's own voice, Bobette Rowell's own voice, what happened to her. It's nothing like hearing it. You, know, you can write about it. You can read about it all, all day long. But when you hear it, it's something quite different, as, as you just heard those clips. And I think it's important to hear their voices. That's why we're doing this today. Along the lines of the abuses and the harassment that they face since being publicly known as accusers, I can't show you, I can't demonstrate for you when when Scientologists or someone on behalf of Scientology or on behalf of Danny harasses these women, car doors unlocked and open, security systems disabled, dogs murdered, uh, people talking and taunting them in public. I can't show you that. You know, it's, you know, you just hear about it and hauntingly very very creepy Biju Phillips uh, Danny's own wife had in January posted a Snapchat video on Twitter about taunting these ladies using Chrissy's own words in case you haven't heard it take a listen to this right here well I'm pretty sure at this point that you're in a blackout state probably have no idea where you are and in the morning you won't even remember how you got home. So, it's a little hard to make out there. I tried to clear it up the best I could because it was on a Snapchat filter with a squeaky voice. But essentially, she's basically talking about what it's like to go through the phases of, of what happened in these attacks. So, let's go ahead. Let's, let's just go ahead and get to a conversation with another one of, one of Danny's accusers. Here it is. Alright, so if you're a model, actress, multiple business owner, parent, I would think the last thing you should really have to worry about is defending your image online against your charges for being sexually assaulted. And you're probably my guest today, Bobette Rouse. Thank you for being on the show so much, Bobette. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I know there's probably a lot of people who've been through things you've been through or similar who will appreciate you speaking out today. I personally have wavered a lot between the last 72 hours on whether this was a, a good idea or not because I just don't want to – I don't want to hurt your case if there's a, a case to be hurt uh, based <clears> on what we've been seeing. But I think we're going to talk about things today that are pretty public knowledge, things that are already kind of out there, and just so we can give a representation of, of what you guys have been going through. Okay. So, uh, interesting thing, one of the last things we hear before this interview starts is Biju Phillips uh, basically taunting you and other victims of Danny. Um Basically, using Chrissy Bixler's words, um, did you, you've obviously seen that. Yes, yes, I have. Now, what's it's, interesting? Um, Go ahead. It's it's hard to you know. I have no response to it because there just isn't one. I mean, I can somewhat um, understand a perspective. Of course, you're his wife. You want to protect your husband, staying by your man's husband. But when you're blatantly mocking, you know, any any sexual assault victim for any reason, I mean, that is just, uh, you know, 
there's just no words for that. Like you made you made a fool out of yourself. I don't have to. I don't have to. You know, trade insults with you. Look what you, you you're doing just fine by yourself. You know. So I, I just don't agree I do think it speaks for itself. Um, I checked with you last night to be sure that we were still good for today's show, and you had indicated that something happened to you over the weekend. Um, yeah, you know, I was out at an event with uh, some friends of mine, and we've been there for a little while um, at this point. Well, this group, it was four guys and a, and a girl, uh, came and sat at the table behind us. The next thing I know, they're speaking. I mean, and obviously this is a, an event with people and talking and music and was somewhat loud, but I could hear their entire conversation. Purposely, they were speaking so loud, referring to rape, referring to um, anal penetration, things like this, like just like taunting me. Well, then it escalates even further to uh, taking, you know, it was, it was after sunset at this point, say about. 8.30 at night and um, taking photos of me, um, you know, being so obvious, like with blatant slash and not trying to hide what they were doing or even holding their phones up like they're videotaping my conversation with my friends, what was going on. This went on some, for, I'd say, a little less than an hour before it was just so noticeable to me, it was making me so uncomfortable. So I, you know, let my friends say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head up and, and go home. Well, I get literally all the way to the parking lot, I guess, when I got up, they did too. And still the same conversation uh, that they were having, I kept hearing rape and, and things like that. And it's not the first time that um, things like that, you know, have happened. Um, it's kind of what the church does, I guess. In a, in a sense that they just want to scare you and like intimidate you and they know that they're not breaking any laws really like there's nothing I can do about it but just have to deal with it you know it's just and um, you know as far as taking photos or video um, from what I've been told I mean that's not that's not really illegal unfortunately so I just kind of keep a paper trail of it but it's a little disturbing. I'm a mother. I've got kids and stuff. And with everything that we've gone through in the first place, to have to sit and fight this for so long now, and the things that we've been through um, because of him being a, a member of the church, which I am not. I never was. It's very difficult for me. <clears throat> That's right. You were not. You were never a Scientologist. Um, no, no, I was never a member of the church. Um, throughout the time that Daniel and I were together, like he he had things that he had to do. You know, I don't, I don't, I know a lot about it, obviously, but uh, technically, I was never a member. I never took a course. I never anything. Okay, and were you under like? constant pressure to join was it was it considered were you, were you kind of bringing him down by not joining in was it was it a, a hardship um, for him i don't think like um on his behalf like it would come up in conversation i wouldn't necessarily say i was being extremely pressured i will say probably it had a lot to do with um you know in the end everything that transpired in the in the end but 
um, yeah, I was never really pushed to to do it, but it definitely was brought up often in conversation. Okay. And, you know, what you said earlier kind of is why I think it's valuable to play that audio of B.J. Phillips because I can't show when uh, – I can't show when someone messes with your car or when someone talks about you at a restaurant and takes pictures and follows you. Um, yeah. But that stands on its own, and it's very much along the same lines as what you went through. Does that, now, have people been seeing this go on for the last year and a half? It's been playing out kind of publicly on social media. Yeah. And um, this has been going on a lot longer than that, though. Um, yes, it, it has. I don't necessarily want to disclose too much regarding um, that. I will say that maybe that was a picked up random thing from last time as well, but um, it's it's been a while. <clears throat> so when when Chrissy was outed, because my understanding is that Chrissy Wexler did not want her name out there. She didn't want to be a public figure <clears throat> um, having this fight. Uh, she wanted to handle this privately. Um, maybe legally, discreetly, but it was, if, I know, if I'm not mistaken, it was Danny's people who outed her name. They uh, did, yes. Um, you know, because the, the thing is, because that, you know, Chrissy had been in a relationship with him before I was, and um, it was just kind of already known in certain things throughout the length of us stating that we were together or photographed and things like that. So it's that's, it's not something that's like a hidden secret. You know, we're not really anonymous people. Well, that's something I wanted to say was because the first time I learned about you was you on on Twitter defending Chrissy and <clears throat> saying I've been silent long enough. And I think a yeah. lot of people probably thought what I thought, wow, where does she come from? Now she's in this. But the truth yeah. is, you were out as well. I was, yes, I was, and I just addressed it. But I addressed it in a sense that I don't think it's fair to be a victim of something so horrendous and be harassed in such amazing, like, people are just, it's the the level of they will stoop to to just get you know some sort of effect out of you. I mean, it's it's terrible, and it's hard to deal with on top of everything else that we have going on. And we have lives. We are mothers. We have jobs. I mean, to have to navigate through this daily is um it's a it's a lot to take. Okay, so that is something is, is a lot of people will think, oh, here's some actresses who who aren't A-list trying to boost their careers at the yeah. expense of Danny Masterson in the Me Too movement. But the Me Too movement came that was after. That point. And actually the Me Too movement, if you um, really want to know, the Me Too movement came after us. And the, the point was um, just in, um, 
you know, I don't know that I can really answer that in a way right now. That okay. Is it, yeah, I don't think I can talk about that right now. I, I, but I, I will say, say that the Me Too movement was after. Uh, <clears throat> which is fine, and I, I'm so glad that it's actually coming to light and being discussed because, to be honest, especially in Hollywood or, or, you know, in general, I think, too, it's been going on behind the scenes for a very long time. It's just never really been talked about. But yeah. um, there's certain, you know, like boundaries just as a human being that you just, you can't, you know, to do that to someone is, um, I don't know. Sorry. No, I, I understand. I mean, you are a business owner. You have what? Four businesses? I have three. Three businesses. You have kids. Uh, you have a modeling career, and act. I, I believe you're actively acting. You yes. don't really yeah. need to attack a lower level. Why on earth would I? Like, I, okay, I will say this. I they found me. I didn't come forward for a very long time in the sense, like, it was already known that I just didn't, nothing got done, and I just didn't talk about it for a while. And then when I, um, it took me a, a long time to want to talk, which, um, from what I know now, is very normal for, um, that, you know, it took, I just didn't want to speak for a little bit. But once I started to talk a little more, it got easier. But why on earth would I just out of like nowhere attack some B-list actor that's not like no, you know? Yeah. Why would I? Why would I do that? I mean, I don't have anything to gain by smearing him, or you know, any of that. I'm speaking my truth. It is wrong. It's so wrong that. And once I realized, my gosh, the girl's awful, and like it means, you know, not I'm um, having done anything to maybe help them. I mean, like I said, I am a mom, and I just, I don't know. My my motivation for doing this has nothing to do with, um, you know, I get death threats, bring the rooster back. Like, like it's it's crazy. It's it's um insane to shame me for. But, you know, he gets a pass to just continue doing what he's been doing for a very long time, apparently. Now, it seems a lot of his defense is surrounded with the whole people glomming on to a cause. But you guys aren't civilly suing. You're not looking for cash settlements. You're looking for justice. And, yeah. and I'm wondering, do you think the fact that he is kind of a, a, a lower-level actor – that that's hurt the case like it's not high profile enough just because he's not a bill cosby mm. um i i really don't know that's for, not for me to really right. say i think that um you know the i don't know why it keeps getting um compared with like comparative with the fact that he as a person, but then the Scientology aspect of it. It's like, you know, right. the crime is a crime regardless. I mean, 
Right, that's another part of the big defense is this is an attack on the religion. Uh, this is all Leo Brevity's yeah. plan yeah. to take down Scientology and get ratings on everything. Which is completely gaslighting. Like, the, the fact remains, regardless of whether you're an actor or a plumber, regardless of whether you're Catholic or a Scientologist, rape is rape. Sexual abuse is sexual abuse, period. It doesn't matter. Right. That's right. And I mean, you know, I, I like that's being used in his defense in such a way. But why is it not being used as a in a persecutory way where it's like, who cares if you you do this? You, this is this is wrong. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, oh. uh, I, I've witnessed and seen a lot of the stuff you guys have had to put up with just on social media alone. I'm sure some of it is uh just rabbit fans people with not much lives sure. sit at home on their computer uh sure. just 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 trolling but some of it yeah. is scientology we believe um yeah we we do believe that it's it's both um and there's unfortunately like you know there's just not really a whole lot we can do about it just keep our heads up and you know, try to just push it to the side. We definitely also have, like, very, we have supportive people that will chime in from time to time, you know, as well, like, in defense of us. Like, some things I don't see, um, you know, it's not like I really go looking for it. Works for It's difficult to navigate through that, but... And the thing is, like, my children are at an age where, you know, they are on social media as a little bit. They do have access to the internet and things like that. And it's, um, I don't, you know, I have to protect them as well. The, the, are they old enough to know what's going on? Are they, uh, are they aware of this? To an extent, yes. But, um, you know, not... Not everything, obviously. I have, like I said, I have to protect them. I mean, but they know a little bit. Yeah. My family's been extremely supportive um, um, for a long time, and um, you know, I'm fortunate to have that right now too. Okay. Good. Good. <clears throat> um. I, I think you have more support than than you ever imagined. I really do. I think there's a lot of people that don't speak out. Um, yeah. That, that aren't. It's such, it's such a um, a tricky thing. Like I've I've done some group things and whatnot, and I'm finding more and more when I'm talking to people that there's so many out there that are afraid to come forward for whatever their reasons may be. Everyone is different. We're all human. Um, but there are people out there that, you know, maybe they don't have the courage or I just think it's important to keep this conversation alive. And, um, and if I, you know, feel confident in myself enough to like speak out, then hopefully it's helping somebody else that like doesn't have that confidence just yet. Like you're not alone. You know, it happens. And you know, I'm, I will speak for you too then. I think I'd like to see some things change as far as even how it's dealt with 
when you do file a report, I mean, there's, you know, it's a very big thing to come forward and, and, and say that, and um, then have to, you know, that's when the fight really begins, and it's insane to me. Assault is assault, and it's just not okay. Yeah, and I don't know if the right thing to do is to fully attack the district attorney that will decide whether to press charges, but you mm -hmm. feel like you've been getting some pushback by the LAPD in the DA's office? Um, I think they're, you know, they're doing their job. Um, you know, that's kind of all I can really speak on that at the moment. I mean, it feels to me that they're kind of, that there's... I, I definitely, there definitely needs to be more of a discussion um, about some certain things pertaining to this case. Um, you know, there's a lot of unanswered questions that, that we have right now, but I'm hoping that gets resolved, like, immediately. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a little bit of a conspiracy theory going on, but it's it's very real that there are people in the LAPD who've dealt with and handled your case. Um, I've talked about it a year ago, um, yeah. where there's people who are compromised because they are friendly or connected with Scientology. Yes, we've also heard these. Um, we've, we're pretty aware of the rumor now as much as, you know, if things get out there and I mean, and of course, you know, this thing, you can't always leave everything you read or hear on the internet, but it, um, we are aware of that rumor. Okay. I think one of my biggest concerns is, one, how long this has been going on, and the fact that the current DA, uh, Jackie Lacey, has shown a tendency to be a little trigger shy on some of the biggest cases that we've seen come through LA. Yes, that was pointed out to me um, very recently. Um, it was, you know, it's been discussed before. We're also aware of that too. We just want, we just want to see justice done. It's the right thing to do. It just says there's no way around it. Yeah, there, there, there's really nothing more for you to gain than closure, mm -hmm. than knowing. And you've said yeah. this, you've tweeted this, Chrissy's tweeted this, um, yeah. you've said it to me several times. You just don't want it to happen to more people. Yeah, exactly. That's all. You know, um, you're in the same boat as Chrissy is in, you were in a relationship. I um, was, yeah. <clears throat> and here's the thing. You're an actor. You're on top of the world. You got money. You got, you got um, things you're doing in the public. You're doing charity work. You have a, a, a supermodel or a model who's with you willingly, you don't need to do what he is said to have done. It's not yeah, necessary. That's a sickness. It is. It's, um, mm -hmm. That's a sickness. Um, when 
when Chrissy makes the comments that when you're not conscious, it's not consensual. Dead on. Dead on. Yeah. So, yeah. what do you think might be missing for the public that the public's not seeing that you might want to put out there that you can? Is there anything missing? Anything? Anything you need well, to clear up? <clears throat> there's there's quite a few things, um, and right now we're you know just patiently waiting because obviously we don't want to. There's things that, that we don't want, like we talk about privately with, you know, the people in charge, that there's just certain things that get exacerbated in the media and misconstrued, misquoted, things like that. So we just tend to stay on the quiet side for right now. I mean, obviously, we keep up the conversation because it's important. And um, but there are there are specific details that no we will not talk about this time. All right, you don't have to confirm this, but it's my understanding there's more than corroborating stories. There's there's physical evidence as well as written evidence, and um, it's just a matter of acting on it. Is my understanding. Um. I mean, I don't, you know, like I said, I, I'm not, I don't work for Jack UAT. I don't work for the LIT, but um, there's, 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 yeah, there's things there. Okay. When you see, when you see Taryn, uh, Mike Rinder's daughter, are you aware of this, uh, Taryn, with the whole Me Too thing? Um, yeah, like I, we've, we've seen a couple of instances where it just seems like a, um, it, it seems like a conflict of interest. For example, I mean, you know, Danny's attorney, Marty Finger, well, he represents, you know, he represented Cosby and, and obviously, um, Danny and, and et cetera, which, you know, these are, they're being charged for, well, and will be are more that they, you know, the more people that they're finding now will be. And his wife sits on the board of the Rape Foundation of Los Angeles. And you find that as a conflict of interest. So you claim that you, you know, you sit on a foundation board and you help, you know, assault the victims, but your husband, you know, makes millions keeping them out on the street. I just find that really hypocritical. Do, do you think in a weird way, in the mind of D Singer, that this is her way of of sort of making peace with herself for being okay with what he does. Maybe she's. Um, I mean, I appreciate your thinking outside the box on on that, and you know, I guess I guess anything's possible, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say when this is a big piece of your frustration, I'm sure. And a lot of people. Well, I mean, when he goes on social media as a respected attorney and refers to sexual assault victims as squawkers, that we are just squawking to the media? No. No, we aren't. 
and no, I, and I will squawk away because this is an extremely precarious topic that, you know, I mean, it helps people. If it's helping one person, then, um, then I'll keep squawking. Yeah, I, I think this has probably been a frustration for you and Chrissy and the other the other accusers or Danny as well as other people in, in all kinds of legal uh, cases. It, when I look at the legal system and just the, the government in general, I, I see something really disturbing. It, it feels like it's not what it was intended to be when it was mm -hmm. created. Uh, the courtroom is more of a, a, a competitive field anymore for wins and losses, more about human people. Um, yeah, that's very much that. There's a lot of red tape. You know, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. I mean, but at the end of the day, I still think, for the most part, we need to make more of an effort to make sure that it's about justice. I mean, it's called the justice system, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see more action, less games. Um, it's unnecessary. Yeah. It, it doesn't accomplish anything to defend your client or to to try a case to insult the accusers. Yeah. It's unnecessary. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, I would like to see some action. Uh, I mean, look. All right. Let's, let's see. I, I don't know you real super well. I don't know mm -hmm. anyone involved. I don't know Danny. I don't know the other accusers. He deserves, mm -hmm. you know, you got the whole thing innocent to proving guilty. I'm fairly certain that all of you are telling the truth, by the way. But innocent to proving guilty. He deserves his day in court. But so do you. Let's yeah. have this day in court. It's a bit of a time for action right now, I think. Well, that's, that's all we're hoping for, and we're just, um, you know, being patient and, and, and abiding by what we're advised to do. That's all we can do right now. And hope. <clears throat> how much do you think, if you can answer this, how much do you think Scientology is holding this up? That's a really, really um, good question because, I, you know, we, I don't suppose we, we do know that, but um, there's just been so much regarding that topic that it's, it's possible. Anything's possible. I mean, there's just so much up in the air that obviously there's a lot that we don't speak on. There's a lot that I won't talk about right now. And sure. at the same time, there's also things that we don't know that, um, you know, so it's kind of, it's, it would be ignorant of me to assume and, um, you know, have an opinion about that right now. Understood. Understood. You're being very <laughs> responsible and I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. But I mean... My understanding from what I'm seeing is this has been, and I don't mean to, to push the topic or beat the horse, but it's been torture for you guys. It's been, yeah, to say the least. Um, I mean, 
Gosh. I, I, I just, I, I think we need to watch this very closely. And I mean, what I mean is the people watching on the outside, the people who yeah. aren't directly involved. We need to watch mm -hmm. this. Um, Leah used the words last year, the world is watching when speaking to yes. the LAPD. It's true. The world exactly. is watching. Um, I'm curious, and I'm wondering, where is the mainstream media on this? Where is NBC, MSNBC, CNN, Fox, uh, you know, Dateline mm -hmm. 2020? Where are they on this? I don't. You don't hear from them. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I again, I can't answer that. Yeah, and that was more kind of like a rhetorical thing. I know you don't have an answer sure. to that, but it really drives sure. me crazy. I understand. Where's yeah. the pressure? It's time to turn it up. If we don't see action from Jackie Lacey, we don't see action from the LAPD, from the law in, in California and in L.A., if we don't see traction on this, it's up to the people, right? I'm not calling for rioting. I don't want to see violence or anything like that. But the people no, need to Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I just I was agreeing with you. No, definitely no, no violence. This is no, <laughs> no more. No, it doesn't help. It doesn't make it better. We, it, uh, it's counterproductive. But we need to hold our elected officials. We need to hold the people who are responsible for serving and protecting the citizens, not the criminals. Hold them accountable. Accountability has been a huge issue in the legal system lately with the police force. And I'm pro-police. Mm -hmm. I'm a police supporter. I worked as a as a um, as a regular person in the police force for a long time, a civilian. And mm -hmm. I get a lot of their pressures and stresses. But when you can't hold your own people accountable, when you can't hold criminals accountable because – of the red tape because of affiliations with organizations who claim to be religions. You're hurting mm -hmm. everybody. And we, we just really need to hold them accountable. Yeah. Yes. And that's with anything. I mean, in general, that's just yes. very generalized statement there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything important, anything you feel we need the cover that we have it. Um, no, I think I think we've done really well with um, you know, touching on the things that I am I I will speak about and um um I appreciate you for having me on and you know this is a very very precarious situation at the moment. But um like I said if it helps one person then it was worth it. Absolutely, I have nothing but respect for your 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 courage, and I know you'll go, you'll balk at that, like I'm not caring, I'm not brave, I'm crying every night, whatever. No, you're, <laughs> you're courageous, and I appreciate you doing this, and I'm sure others do as well. Um, Thank you. Now this is a pretty pretty dark subject, um, pretty dark situation. So let's let's have a few laughs here. Um, okay. Sure. What I do at the end of every interview is ten questions, uh, where I ask some ten okay. silly, sometimes deep questions. You can pass if you want. Um, do you want to do that? Okay, sure. 
All right, let's do 10 question with Bobbitt Rouse. All right, question number one. What is the secret to being tall? As a short guy, i got to know this. What's the secret to being tall? Um, DNA? DNA, I think it's <laughs> the only answer you can give, right? Yeah. <laughs> number two, besides being a model, besides being an actress, besides being a, a business owner and all the drama in your life that we just talked about, what keeps you grounded? Um, my kids keep me grounded, most definitely. They keep, well, they also keep me on my toes, too. It's never a dull moment. Um, <laughs> you know, my, I've got amazing friends and family. And I love what I do. I'm really lucky to do that. So, you know, I can't I can't complain. Is it is it easy? Is it all unicorns and rainbows? Hell no. no. But <laughs> that's life. All right. Good answer. All right. Number three. True or false? I think a lot of people think about this, uh, think it's easy. Is modeling easy? True or false? Modeling is easy. False. I, it's false in the sense that, okay, obviously, yes, we travel to some amazing places. We wear some amazing clothes, and, you know, you get your hair and makeup done, but you don't see the, the – um, you know, the, the back story to that, that, I mean, my gosh, sometimes you're working 14, 17-hour days. Um, you get home at night, and you're just exhausted, and you don't want anybody to touch your hair because it's been ripped out all day or your face. And, you know, it's not as easy as just standing in front of a camera and smiling. I, I will always defend that. And we travel, um, you know, long periods of time and immediately go to work and, it can get really lonely sometimes because really, you know, you're you're kind of married to your work and it's not like you're going on a family vacation or you're trying, you know, you're you're traveling alone, you're living out of a suitcase for a while and so there's a lot more to it. But if you um you know, are blessed blessed to do it, I mean then bless you. It's it's um it's uh, I'm grateful that I had that opportunity and still do. All right. I, somehow I had a feeling you'd have a detailed answer for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, there's definitely a lot of misconception there. <laughs> Number four, you're a chef, right? Yeah. Okay, that's not the question, though. What is your okay. What is your uh, featured dish? What's your best dish that you make? My featured dish? Gosh, I cook. Like, I've lived all over the world, so it kind of depends on my mood. Um, but I, I will say, like... I, Probably my favorite would probably be, like, Italian, like, good, hearty pasta, you know. But honestly, um, I, I make a part of my business is um, sandwiches. They're gourmet sandwiches. And one is, they're, like, like one is from Italy, and one is just really American, oh, wow. and one is Cuban, and one is, you know. I like sandwiches. So we, we definitely hit the variety. Well, you never know what people are in the mood for. Some days you want to talk to us, some days you want pizza. Yeah. All right. Excellent. You made me very hungry just now. <laughs> I know, me too. I'm like, is it lunchtime yet? <laughs> it's time to eat. All right. Number, number five. Uh, finish this sentence. If I had the power to make one thing happen today, it would be... Oh, gosh. That is such a loaded question. Um, if I had the power <laughs> to do one thing today, what would it be? 
I would feed every, I know this is going to sound like so um, Miss America perhaps, but I would literally feed every hungry kid in America. Actually, just in the world. If Why I could do you? one thing today, I would totally do that. Why wouldn't you? I love that answer. I, I love that you said around the totally world. It totally sounded like Miss Universe, so like, thank you. You know, like, I, w- <laughs> I want to enroll hunger. But I really, seriously, that's what I would do. I would feed every hungry kid. That's, that's a great <clears> answer. Um, number six. Social media, the it's it's been pretty active and it's been pretty. It can be divisive. It can be supportive. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Do you feel it's mostly valuable resource or that it's something you could do without? Um, I think it's good to, to have it in spurts. To be honest, like a little bit of both. Do I use it for work? Um, I do, or for you know socially with with friends, things like that. But um, you know, for the most part, I, it's nice to just check out every once in a while. Put the phone down and just, you know, live in the moment and, like, just go rogue for a few days. Like it's it. amazing. I think social media and this constant instant gratification life we all lead now, it's exhausting. <laughs> you know, it's like, Isn't it, though? Oh, my God. You don't realize <laughs> it until you take a break, right? You go, oh, wow. Yeah, and then you take a break and you're like, dang, I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Number seven, book, audio book, or movie. Which do you prefer? Totally book. And like old books, like I could live in libraries. I'm such a book nut. I love the all smell right. of them. Get lost in books. So definitely books. books. Let's keep grounded a little bit, right? Real, physical, tangible books. Yeah. Turn the oh. page. N- number eight. <laughs> True or false, you would take the time to watch a rock, paper, scissors championship. Would I take the time? Yeah. Um, no, because I'd probably be in it. <laughs> You'd be in it. <laughs> you know it's a thing, right? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kidding. No, could I actually sit and watch that? No. I I'm think I'm losing brain cells even considering it, but to actually like play for a little bit, maybe. Very, <laughs> very real on championship, by the way. I'm also learning there's tag championships and oh god, stuff. I, I didn't just realize like literally ESPN the other day had on a cornhole championship that what? Johnsonville Bratwurst put on, and I was like, is this? I, like I thought I was being kind of, is this for real? Like I was like, this is a scoop. This is a joke, right? But, no, it's really – and the, the thing is there was, like, audience members that would clap. I mean, it's just so exciting. Um, it was interesting. I, interesting. I only watched it for about two minutes, and then I realized, well, I'm sitting here making fun of these people, and actually I'm watching it too, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's the car wreck. You can't take your eyes off. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what is this? Right, number nine. Um, you've learned a lot about Scientology over the years. You've seen some things firsthand. What's the most bizarre thing you've taken away from your knowledge of Scientology? Um, gosh, there's there's like I can't even answer one answer. That there's so many things I find bizarre. Well, I can go I with just, that. Yeah, I don't get it at all. All right. So for question ten, after question ten's over, um. You know, we'll end the interview. I want you to stay on the line, though. I'll talk to you after a little bit. Okay, um, sure. 
number 10 I usually leave wide open so any final messages maybe about reporting I mean I don't want people I feel like what's happening right now will make it hard for people to come forward and we I need think to reverse that yeah I think it, they definitely need to reverse that because it's already such a difficult like precarious thing to do in general then when you add on to it like I don't want people to see what you know is is going on um even regarding us and maybe that scares them even more like well what's the point or um you know to see that it's being blown up in such a way that they're scared well I don't want all that attention I don't want you know because every like I said everyone is different and deals with it in their own way um and I just feel like I was to sort of kind of speak out and, and say, it's it's okay. Okay. And I, I got to tell you, the more people who come forward, the more people mm. who talk, the more yeah. people who speak, the less the law, the less I mean, the I, public can, can resist it. Yeah. I've had people come to me um, in, in private. Um, are sending me messages um, saying, you know, I appreciate what you did. They tell me their own personal stories of, of things that had happened to them. And it, like, lets them know that I've got somebody I can talk to about this because they get it. That's important. Well, I think what you're doing, speaking out, we haven't had a lot of verbal um conversation about it we've seen a lot of articles we've seen things get pulled we've seen things get removed um so if you see i don't intend on removing this so if i end up removing this interview without explaining it everybody out there listening you know why something happened (laughs) yeah uh, but if they can go after and intimidate major networks like a e like cnn whoever they can Mm -hmm. intimidate people who have blogs that are like big business blogs where they make their money and they're you know people like me who have nothing to sue for (laughs) in in the general public if we all stand together if we all take action if we all hold our public officials accountable they can't intimidate all of us so yeah we we need to we need to take action absolutely absolutely well, I think you're amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time. And I'm sure, like I said, other people appreciate you being on here. Um, you take care. We're all watching. We're okay. all supporting. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Okay, so that was Baba Rowles, accuser of Danny Masterson. Early in the podcast, you heard from Gracie Bixler. And, of course, the taunting of Bijou Phillips. Uh, one of the concerns, as I do want to say, is there, there has been uh, ex- concerns expressed about Scientology involvement in this case um, in the handling of the LAPD um, of original filings. This has not been covered on uh, Huffington Post by Yashir Ali and on the Underground Bunker by Tony Ortega about how there's been some fishy things going on, things that were mishandled uh, by people who are – in cahoots with Scientology or who do public speaking at Scientology and have a, an appreciation for the donation Scientology makes to the LAPD. 
Uh, going back uh, to the Huffington Post article by Ashera Lee, it talks about in 2004 how victim B filed a police report, and 50 people were brought in from Scientology to deny her claims and make her out to be uh, a phony. And uh, among the people uh, mentioned, uh, I'm hearing that there was actually another victim that was referenced that never got called. Never got called. So definitely something fishy going on there. You know, and then you can ask how much does Scientology and how much does uh, Jackie Lacey protecting her own uh, factor into it. As, uh, it does, doesn't look like it's just Scientology, though. Jackie Lacey has a history, as I said in the, in the interview, of being gun shy or trigger shy when, uh, when pressing charges against real actual criminals that actually hurt bad people. And uh, this goes beyond the LAPD. This is other police forces from Stanford to LA and beyond. Um, when you, someone, your own, breaks the law, you got to hold them accountable, and you maintain the respect and the dignity of the police force, and you you continue to have the respect of the people you uh, that you're supposed to serve and protect, as opposed to serving and protecting the criminal. Uh, hauntingly, I look at an article uh, from the LA Times on March 18th. Where the headline is, and this is a pretty, uh, a pretty uh, scary headline. If DA Jackie Lacey won't charge the LAPD officer who shot Brendan Glenn, some ask, when would she press charges? So there's been multiple times where police have uh, inappropriately murdered citizens, uh, for lack of a better way of expressing it, and Jackie Lacey was completely inactive. She took inaction. In fact, uh, some say she would. Uh, this particular case, she went out of her way to protect the deputy uh, that the, the shot Brendan Glenn. So, what's going on? Uh, what, what, when would she prosecute? It wasn't Bill Cosby. It wasn't Harvey Weinstein. And now uh, there's a delay. There's something funky going on here with uh, Danny Masterson's case. But remember, when, when you're looking at this. As, uh, as as somebody in a position of Jackie Lacey, I just want to speak to Jackie Lacey right now. You know what's going on. You know what's true. You know what evidence you have. Better than I do and anybody else does. But to not take action, if you do not press charges here, just know, looking at this case, me with this assumption of guilt, knowing that he hasn't been proven guilty yet, hasn't even had charges pressed yet. This is a sick man, and what he's doing is not something he does, and he gets smacked in the hand and goes, oh, I better stop doing it. He will do it again, and when he does, that's on you, and that's where it's up to us. I will remind you once again, Leah said it last year, and I'll repeat it here. The world is watching.